Hey, what are you thinking about as the country is about to open? Vaccines are being distributed. There's talk of returning to school for your children and also talk of returning to work. When you think about all of that, does your anxiety level and your stress level go way up? Well, for many, it does. And we're going to talk about that and how you can stop worrying in just a few moments. Hi there, friends. I'm Marcelin Bailey, and you are inside of Stress Talk. This is a conversation for working women who are tired of being stressed out and on their way to burnout. I believe that there's a better way to address our overwhelming stress. Some of us ignore it. Some of us just try to power through of it, through it. And then there are those of us who seek short-term results from tips that they find on the internet. I believe that we can achieve long-lasting stress relief by learning a little bit about ourselves and developing a plan that works for us in our own way. Today, we're gonna be talking about the future. Oh, 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 that gives me chills. When we talk about the future, we're, we talk about things that we don't have any concrete evidence about. We have a few facts here and there, and we have things that we think, but we don't have concrete evidence. Pretty soon, the country is going to be open. The vaccine is being distributed. Those 65 and over are have gotten theirs, and I'm sure many more are getting theirs. Then you have teachers who are getting theirs, and first responders, people who work in the healthcare field, are all getting their vaccines. And so once, at least this is what they're telling us, once we have a large number of people vaccinated, then we can start opening things up. And as you can see, restaurants and businesses are starting to relax their requirements to receive service. You're also seeing things like movie theaters opening and large gatherings, whether that's good or not right now. But in the future, we're going to see large gatherings. But what does that mean? We've been hunkered down trying to stay safe, socially distancing for over a year. And now things are opening up. Some people are cheering that and they're welcoming it. But then there are others who feel scared. It's frightening. And they don't know what to do with those emotions. Well, I'm going to talk about four steps that will help you to stop worrying 
And I believe not just for the, the pandemic and the end of the pandemic, I believe these four steps can help you to stop worrying about, about things that are going on in your lives. The idea is, once again, we want to lay the foundation to attain long-lasting stress relief. Now, let me say this before I get started. First of all, stress is a given. We will always have stress. What we don't want is overwhelming stress. Stress can be good, right? Stress gets us up in the morning. Stress can be a motivator. It gets us moving. When we are excited about something, that is really the stress response in action. It's just that emotionally we feel good and we're happy about whatever we're doing. It's only when stress gets to a point when it's over overwhelming, when we are using more energy than what we are replenishing, that's when we have to stop and revamp what we're doing so that we don't reach burnout. As you will recall, burnout is running out of energy, running out of gas. You're stuck on the side of the road and you have no fuel in your tank. And we don't want to get there. We want to be able to replenish our energy, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Okay, so let's get started. I have a little PowerPoint that I'm going to use to um, so you can have a visual of what I'm talking about. And so it's not going to take long. We're certainly going to get finished in our normal time, but I wanted to have you see the words that I'm saying so that they can resonate and possibly stick with you. So I'm going to share my screen. Just give me just a second to do that. I'm going to change a little few things around here. And okay, so you can see that. You can see that screen. There. Okay. So I'm going to just talk a little bit about what I think will help you. Oh, and by the way, grab some tea while you're at it. Um, I'm drinking Cherry Bomb White right now. It's a white tea that has cherries and other flavors uh, infused. It's, um, it's a loose leaf and it's really, really good. I'm going to take a sip while I'm, uh, before I get started. Okay. All right. Let me do that. Let's get off screen. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about, going to give you a little bit of background as to what goes on with us or some of the things that we want to pay attention to as we are mapping out a strategy to stop worrying. And one of the first things, because when we're worrying, we're really thinking in the future. We're talking about, we ask questions like, what ifs? And I suppose if, it's those things that we don't have clear, concrete information about. And so we want to start, we want to begin by looking at 
um, looking at our thought patterns. Because if we're going to reintegrate ourselves into the flow of everyday life, we want to be able to do that from a position of uh, comfort, right? We want to be comfortable doing it. Some of us have been working from home. I have not. I did a year ago. We worked from home. And um, as an introvert, it was great for me. <laughs> it was, I, I kind of enjoyed it. You know, I was, I could interact with people on my own terms. And again, this is coming from someone who is an introvert. I was comfortable working on my own. I was, I was good. Everybody is not like that. There are people, there are others who need that daily interaction. Now, I should also say that when I returned to my office um, in the fall of last year, I was glad to be back. I was glad to be with my coworkers. I was glad to um, talk to them and and uh, interact with them. But when we went, when we shut things down in March of last year. I was, I was good. I was good. But now more of us are going to reintegrate into in-person work. Not only that, children are returning to school. In the area in where I live, our school system did a hybrid where parents could choose to allow their students to attend in-person or they could do virtual at home where they were going into a classroom, a virtual classroom. Um, and so there are pros and cons to that. And that's not, I'm not here to debate that, but it was, it's very different. It's different for the teachers who are teaching those classes and it's different for the students. In the fall, school systems if all goes well, school systems will more than likely return to all in-person studies. And what does that mean for you as a parent or your family? What does that mean for your children? I've spoken with parents who have concerns about that. They have concerns about their children going into a classroom and possibly being exposed to coronavirus. So there's concerns and worries about that. The other thing that as we reintegrate into the flow of everyday life, the other thing that we want to consider are things that I brought up earlier. There's going to be an increased number of interactions. Our social contacts are going to increase because more people are going to be out and about more people are going to be um, in places where you frequent the grocery stores, possibly restaurants, um, theaters. Um, there are going to be large gatherings. So you want to have comfort going into those places. And so now is really the time to start thinking about how to do that, as well as to how to prevent yourself from ruminating on the negative things and the concerns that returning to the flow of everyday life may 
present. So let's talk about thought patterns first. And this is based on cognitive behavioral therapy uh, practice. Okay. Just taking another sip of my cherry bum white tea. Okay. So let's talk about thought patterns. When we are in a worry state, when we are in a worry state, there are four th there are a few things that we want to be aware of. And we want to be aware of our thought patterns. And I start, I, I'm just highlighting four different thought patterns, but there this is just um, four of many different thought patterns. When we're in a worry state, there's a tendency to focus on the negative. And what that means is, think about a paper. Actually, I want you to take a sheet of paper, if you have one, and draw a dot, just a dot in the middle of it. And once you have that dot drawn, I want you to tell me what you see. I mean, you can put that in the comments. You can, if you're watching the replay, you can also put it in the comments. Just tell me what you see. If you're like many people, you're going to say that you see a dot in the middle of the paper. And that is correct. When we focus on the negative, we tend to see the dot that's in the middle of our, the paper, that one concern that we're focused on. The thing is, when you look at that sheet of paper, there's a lot of space around that dot. And that space around that dot could represent positive or a different viewpoint than the concern that the dot represents. So one of the thought patterns that we tend to perseverate on is focusing on the negative when we're in a state of worry. Another thought pattern is expecting the worst. And when we expect the worst, we're thinking about, we, we, we we make everything catastrophic, you know? It's like, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's the worst thing that's going to happen. And that's not always the case, right? There's shades of, of what can possibly happen. When I'm working with clients, I usually talk to them about the best outcome that they can imagine or they can think of, and the absolute worst, worst outcome that they could think of. And I remind them that there are a lot of things in the middle of those. It could be really good or it could be really bad, but there are a lot of things on that continuum that could happen. I wanna tell you a story. When I moved to this area, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. And in Cleveland, Ohio, um, I learned to navigate snowstorms, okay? But when I moved to this area <clears throat> in Southeast Georgia, 
I had never experienced a hurricane until I moved here. The very first year I moved, there was a hurricane coming. And I remember we lived on a barrier island at that time. <clears throat> and I remember my, um, my director telling me to go home. And I think because I was new to the area, I think he really just wanted to get me out of the way. So he said, go home and take care of things. Just take care of your household. And I said, okay. So I went home and my husband kept working. <laughs> he stayed at his office. I was panicking. I was watching the weather channel and they kept talking about this hurricane coming up the coast and I was in a panic and I was listening to all the things that they were telling us to do. We needed to make sure we had water. We needed to make sure we put um, equipment up high. So if there was flooding, um, it wouldn't get damaged and we needed to fill the bathtubs with water so we wouldn't run out of water. Well, I did all of those things because I expected the worst. I expected really bad things to happen. And I remember calling my husband and saying, aren't you coming home? And he kept saying, yeah, I'll be there in a little bit. And an hour after he'd say that he wasn't home, I'd call him again. Well, what are you doing? Aren't you coming? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. Oh, by the way, he said, they're running the Olympic torch down the street. What? And I was thinking, what the heck is he thinking about? The Olympic torch, what I'm getting to is because I did not have enough information and because I did not have the experience of going through a hurricane, I expected the worst. And because of that, I worried and perseverated that we were not going to be safe. Well, as it turns out, we were. The hurricane didn't even come to, it didn't even come in our, it was coming in our direction, but we didn't get any effects from it. So, you know, there you go. There you have it. I'm a seasoned veteran now in terms of hurricanes. So <laughs> I know better. I know what to do and when to do it. So we focus on the negative and we expect the worst. The other thing we tend to do when we are worrying is we believe that if I, I feel it, it must be true. I felt that we were in danger because the hurricane was coming. However, my feeling was not necessarily based in fact. It was based in my thoughts and what I supposed, what I assumed. Yes, I was listening to the people on the Weather Channel, the meteorologist. However, again, I didn't have enough experience to interpret what they were saying. And so I felt that we needed to do certain things to stay safe. And uh, I did too much, <laughs> literally did too much. Jumping to conclusions, that is another thought pattern that we tend to 
um, have when we're worrying. We make assumptions and we predict outcomes with little evidence. And again, using the example of the hurricane, that's what I did. I made assumptions and predicted out, predicted an outcome, but I didn't have all of the information. So these are thought patterns. And again, these are just four and there are many more. First, it's focusing on the negative. Again, focusing on that concern and ignoring all of the other things that are around us. The second, expecting the worst. Making, catas catas making things catastrophic, making it seem like the very worst is going to happen. The other is, if I feel it, then it must be true. And because our emotions are very powerful, they can drive what we think. But we have to remember that just because we feel it, we need it doesn't mean that it's true. We need to search for facts to either prove it, prove the feeling, or to disprove it. And then the fourth one is jumping to conclusions. And that's making assumptions and predicting outcomes with little evidence. So what can we do to stop worrying? The very first thing that we can do is what this lady is doing right here. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, I just showed a, a video of a woman who took a deep breath in and exhaled it out. When we breathe, when we get into uh, fight or flight mode or when the stress response is initiated, our breathing becomes shallow and rapid. And our, it's almost like our, when our muscles tighten, it's almost like we close in. What we want to do is initiate the relaxation response. And we can do that quite easily by taking a deep breath in, a full deep breath in, allowing the air to flow through our nose, into the back of our throat, down our trachea, into our lungs, and allow our lungs to fill as if we're blowing air into a balloon. Then we can hold that air for a couple of seconds and then release it through our mouths. Some like to release it like a, uh, just let it blow, whoo, some like to just allow it to flow out. And while that air flows out of our mouths, we want to allow our shoulders to soften and fall naturally. That is one of the best ways to relax. Again, when we breathe and we breathe deeply, it initiates the relaxation response and it starts our parasympathetic nervous system. It starts that working and that counterbalances 
the stress response. So your mind is going to refocus by focusing on your breath, your breathing, and your body is going to calm. Then you want to begin to use the four R's. Number one, recognize your thought patterns. And those are the things that we just talked about. And again, there are a larger number of thought patterns. I just focused on four. As you begin to recognize the thought pattern that you are using, think about three things, three T's. Think about time. Are your thoughts focused on the past, on the present, or on the future? Anytime our thoughts are focused on the past or on the future, there is a tendency to worry, be concerned about what has happened before or what is going to happen. Mindfulness brings our attention and our awareness to the present. So when you're Dealing with your thought patterns. What is the time frame? Are you thinking about the past or are you thinking about the future? Next, think about the tenor of your thoughts. Are you focused on the concern? Are you focused on your emotions or Are you problem solving? Again, think about that dot you drew on the paper. That's the concern. Are your thoughts and your awareness focused on that dot, the concern? And have you disregarded the rest of the paper or the rest of the things around it? Or are you caught up in your emotions how you're feeling. And remember, although you feel it, it does not mean that it's true. And if you're focused on the concern, are you expecting the worst? And are you focusing on the negative? What you want to do is problem solve. You want to take the information that you have and develop a plan to address the concern. And if you don't have enough information, then you want to gather as much as possible. So by recognizing thought patterns, you're going to look at the time, you're going to look at the tenor, and third, you're going to look at the tone. Are your thoughts positive or negative? And that is also very key because that is going to drive how you feel. The next R is reflect on fact versus fiction. When you reflect on fact versus fiction, you want to get as much information as possible and you want to get factual information. So 
you want to ask yourself several questions. The first being, what am I thinking? The second is, what facts support my thoughts? Third, what facts dispel my thoughts? And finally, is this thought or are my thoughts opinion or are they based in fact? Reflecting on fact versus fiction allows you to determine whether what you're thinking is rational, reasonable, and factual. Okay. Then begin to reframe your thinking objectively. And how do you do that? By asking yourself additional questions. Next, one is how likely is this thought to happen? And is this a worst case scenario? So let, let's talk about the hurricane scenario that I described to you. I was filling water jugs. I was filling the bathtub with water. I was putting equipment on desks and tables. And, and you know, I was thinking, we've got to get out of here. Again, how likely is this to happen? Well, had I listened carefully to the meteorologist at that time, the chances of that occurring were of being flooded and all, they were very low. Had I known the history of hurricanes in this area, I would have understood that it was also very low. I didn't have that information. So I should have been thinking, how likely is this to happen? Another question you can ask yourself when you're reframing your thoughts, how did this thought come to me? And is my source reliable? The thought came to me that we were going to be, um, our home and, and where we live was going to be destroyed by a hurricane in 1996 because I had never been through one. Was, was I a reliable source? Of course not. I had never been through a hurricane. I didn't know anything about hurricanes other than what I saw I had seen on television. So I was not a reliable source. And I did not ask enough questions to get factual information. Another question to ask is, is this thought part of my thought habit? And is it based in fact? So again, we're looking at thoughts and the thought habits. Am I catastrophized? I could never say that word, catastrophizing. Catastrophizing? Am I making it worse than it should be? <laughs> Am I focusing on the negative? Am I expecting the worst? Am I jumping to conclusions? So is this part of my thought habits or is it based in fact? Am I looking at all of the facts? Am I misinterpreting the facts? So when you reframe objectively, you're actually 
looking at how you're thinking about the thoughts. Yes, how you're thinking about the thoughts as well as how you are perceiving and looking at the information that you're gathering. And last, you want to reconnect to problem solve. When we are faced with a concern or when we're faced with a worry, we need to know that worrying doesn't solve anything. Worrying solves nothing. If you get nothing out of this live stream today, understand that worry solves nothing. So we want to make sure that if we are thinking about a concern, we want to be able to ask all of these questions. We want to recognize the thought pattern. We want to reflect on what we're thinking. We want to reframe how we're thinking about the concern. And then we want to reconnect so that we can solve the problem. How do we do that? First, we want to make sure that we are going through the first three R's, right? Recognizing thought patterns, reflecting, and reframing. We want to do that often because we want to make sure that we are objectively looking at the concern and not worrying and just on a treadmill where we're going nowhere. The next thing we want to do is make sure that we are breathing. Again, when we are in, the, in a stressful moment, when the fight or flight has initiated, we want to make sure that we're going back to the relaxation response. We want to make sure our parasympathetic nervous system kicks in so that it calms us, so that we can think clearly and refocus our attention and our awareness on the present. So we want to make sure that we are breathing, taking deep breaths as necessary, then returning our breath to normal and just bringing our awareness to our breath. And then last but certainly not least, we want to think of positive things because when we can think of positive things, it's going to influence our attitude, our mood, and how we are feeling about the concern. Positive thoughts generate positive emotions and that too helps us to problem solve. So I am going to, whoops, get back to my screen somehow. There we go. There. <laughs> I had to get back to my screen. And there, boom. Okay. So this is how we can stop worrying. Again, worry does nothing. We want to have a plan that enables us to problem solve. And a big part of that plan is making sure that we're following 
are four R's. And I'm going to go through them again real quickly. Recognizing thought patterns, reflecting on what we're thinking, reframing those thoughts so that we can begin to problem solve and then reconnect and using that to problem solve. How do we reconnect? Making sure that we are breathing, that we have gone through the first three R's and then thinking of positive things so that our thoughts are positive and that's going to influence positive emotions. Whoo, I have gone over a little bit, but I hope it was really helpful for you because it has helped me. Just thinking about things in this way. I'm having real talk, stress, talk conversations to help working women go from burnout to balance. I'm trying to help you to identify hidden and and unnoticed causes of stress and to help you to develop a plan to address overwhelming stress that works for you and fits within your lifestyle. I'm Marcelin Bailey. I'm glad you joined me today. We'll be back next week talking about thoughts, stress, and how to prevent burning out from overwhelming stress. I hope you all have a great afternoon. And as always, take good care.